When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Chad Sayers is joining us. He's on his way to the Adelaide Oval. G'day, Chad. How are you going? Hey, boys. How are we? Very good. So before we get into things with you, we're going to ask you the same three questions. Is David Warner a great? Yes. Yes, Chad. Very good. Uh, Who should open the batting for Australia? Cameron Bancroft. Okay. And thirdly, give me a name, an athlete that's been linked to a brand through his career other than Tiger Woods and Nike? Glenn Jakovic. And what? Wasn't it Hungry Jacks, I reckon? <laughs> on the, on the hey, back of their good, shirts. Yeah, that's a good yeah, one. Yeah. All right, thanks for your time. Appreciate it. We'll catch you next time. <laughs> <laughs> so you're at we'll, – we'll, we'll go to the Big Bash discussion a little bit later, but just in general, Chad – as someone that has played for Australia and has opened the bowling, this whole discussion around the opening position, where, where do you actually sit on these sorts of things? You've mentioned Cameron Bancroft, but just in general, where all the contenders are and, and how you see things. Yeah, I think um, opening position, I would put someone in that's experienced opening the batting. And um, I think the blokes that are in contention, Marcus Harris and, and Cameron Bancroft are the two that go out and do it week in and week out and know their game's um, back to front. So I think they would suit the replacement for David Warner. I know they want to get Cam Green in there because of the talent he is and he gives them an option to bowl. But I don't think he'll be bowling much um, if he's opening the batting. So I guess they'll, they'll work that, that out. But, um, yeah, I would be going Cameron Bancroft purely because of the weight of runs he's put in the last couple of years in Shield Cricket. And it does feel, Chad, that over the last couple of years, particularly since uh, these selectors have been in play, that there has been a real weight on what's been happening at Sheffield Shield Cricket. If you've been doing well at Sheffield Shield Cricket, you've been rewarded. Yeah, that's right. And I guess that's the way it should be, isn't it? Any um, time you're playing a lower level and you're performing, you want to be given the opportunity to play at the level above. And these two have definitely done that. Um, what might go against them is they have had opportunities in the past to perform and they probably haven't nailed it at test level. So whether or not that plays against them and they will go with a Cam Green who's technically pretty correct at um, in defence and, and can play shots as well, um, we'll soon, soon see. Chad, you're at the Adelaide Oval for the Big Bash tonight. The Adelaide Strikers take on the Hobart Hurricanes. I want to ask you about the Strikers and... Do or die for them. They've got to win all three games from here with the way the scheduling and the fixtures have fallen. With that win over the Scorchers the other night, do you think that potentially something might have changed? They might be able to get a bit of a roll on here. 
Yeah, well, if you're a Strikers fan, hopefully that uh, just clicks a switch and hopefully they can get some momentum because things do have to fall in place for the Strikers to make the final, as we know, all three wins. Um, I think their bowling um, has let them down throughout the season and that was quite good against the Scorchers. I think Cameron Boyce has been fantastic. Uh, Jamie Overton's come over and shown his worth and I think the inclusion of Lloyd Pope was a fantastic one. He performed well. So I think their bowling's just starting to, to click a little bit. Their plans have been a bit better and execution was way better against the uh, Scorchers and we all know if the top three of Short, Short and uh, Chris Lynn fire, then they're going to get a decent title. So hopefully they put on a show tonight. Yeah, it's a good point you make about Boyce and Lloyd Pope coming in and we'll see whether they can back it up again tonight. But I want to ask you about this fixture. Last year, this fixture, the Hurricanes and the Strikers, the Hurricanes made four for 229, only for the Strikers to come back and chase it down with three balls to spare. You call the game. Is it up there one of the best games you've ever seen? Yeah, it was an exciting game. Me and Miles Fitness, Fitchner in the box are uh, going berserk. Um, Matt Short again lit up Adelaide Oval as he does most games there. So um, if that goes anywhere close to that game, it's going to be a thriller. So on that, we don't expect 229 to be the par score, but what what do you think is the par score tonight at Adelaide Oval? We've seen some big scores there um, this year, haven't we? Um, first two games were over 200, so... And last game was a used wicket, and we still saw a decent total. So I think in 180, 190 is pass score, but anything um, in excess of 200 is probably a winning total. We were talking to Matt Short on the program last night, Chad, and just, just talking about his improvement as a player, and clearly that happened last summer. But the fact that he's been able to, to go again this year and, and continue to, to do well, particularly with the extra thing of having the captaincy, I mean... Has, has this guy got a ceiling? Yeah, he's shown his potential, hasn't he? He probably started off a little bit slow at Victoria and with the strikers, I think. He probably didn't know his role at the strikers for the first couple of years. He was batting all through the order. So he's cemented his spot at the top now. He knows his game um, pretty well. and He just plays some unbelievable shots without moving his feet from hip high, doesn't he? So he's a very hard batsman to bowl to at the moment. So you mentioned about the bowlers with the strikers. You know, they, they haven't been great. I mean, it, it, clearly they've missed Rashid Khan. Is that just going to take time to adjust to not have him? I mean, it's not just his quality, but it's probably finding a different game plan because they, they've got such a different bowling attack with him not there. Yeah, he was always a banker, wasn't he? He always bowled the power players, always bowled when they needed a partnership breaker. And he would never really go over 24 runs to 30 runs, would he? So... Um, to lose someone of his ability, uh, the world's best 2020 bowler is always going to hurt you. And I think, yeah, they just probably need to find time to, to suit, uh, get a bowler who suited his craft through the period he bowled. Now, Chad, I want to ask you about the Hurricanes. They, for the eight teams in the tournament, they're almost as frustrating as any with the firepower that they have in their lineup. They open with Caleb Jewell and Ben McDermott. We know that Matty Wade's been there. Tim David in the middle of the order. It's a team that probably should have performed a bit better over the past few seasons and even this season. Yeah, they're a little bit like the Melbourne Stars, aren't they? Um, their firepower through that middle order, as you said, is unbelievable. And you just hope they don't all click tonight, men, um, because <laughs> we might see that 2.30 on the board again. Well, and we didn't even mention their bowling attack. With Riley Meredith, Nathan Ellis is their skipper, Dooley's... 
getting it done. Chris Jordan as well. There's a number that, and Tim David's even been uh, taking wickets with the ball. They they are a dangerous side, both with the bat, but with the ball as well. Yeah, they have been, um, I guess, playing some of those rain-affected games as well. So we saw Glenn Maxwell beat him off, beat them off his own bat a few weeks ago at, at Blundstone. So um, I think they'll be looking forward to getting on a nice batting wicket at the Adelaide Oval. And yeah, I think if obviously Chowdhury the other night as well, the young kid um, from from Queensland's come in and smacked them as well. So if they get on this nice batting wicket here at the Adelaide Oval, I think we might see some fireworks. So across the competition, who do you think, Chad, is the the team to beat? There's obviously the Scorchers. They they always seem to be thereabouts. But based where you know, sort of three quarters of the way through the tournament now, where are you looking? I didn't like the heat at the start of the tournament, but they're showing how good they are. They're versatile across the board, aren't they? Um, their bowlers are doing the job up front, um, and they're batting. Colin Munro is a great inclusion, a great skipper. And he plays well in big games. So they haven't lost a game yet. And I don't think they will for the rest of the tournament. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, appreciate your time. Um, safe travels into the Adelaide Oval. And we'll hear on the radio in about 45 minutes. All right, boys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Chad.